Sure enough. Yeah. God is good. He gave his only begotten son, huh? To shed his blood for who? For me. That, that's good. That's good. That's good stuff. Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. It's good to see you this morning. Yes. We started the Sunday school classes this morning and you make sure that you ought to have children need to be here on time so that they can get settled and you can be in your seats. We need to get back to doing what we need to be doing. And we're not, this year, we should be a stronger people than we were last year. More committed, more dedicated. So this is what we're gonna be about. Well, we're talking about the, the uh, 16 deadly deeds and these are things that if you're not careful, Satan uses to get a toehold, stronghold, foothold. And we're gonna talk about despair. And uh, despair is, a, is, is it, it gets into your spirit. D despair, it gets into your heart. And so when we talk about this here, uh, we want to make sure that we're giving you scriptures that you can read these scriptures when that spirit of despair tries to get into your spirit. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You have the way to fight. The way to fight uh, Satan is through the word of God. And so when your emotions get caught up into something, you have to go to the word. The reason that we have uh, are a sickly nation as we are, we call ourselves Christians, but we're not really using and getting down into the word and using the word to protect us. The word of God is the only protection you have against demonic forces and satanic activities. Do you understand me? Because, and, and see, trouble's gonna find us. I don't, I don't care what, what we do, where we go, sometime trouble's gonna find us and, and so he's looking. So one of the things that we have to understand that we have to guard our heart. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Mm -hmm. Perplexed, but not despair. That's, right. That's us. That's right. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Do you know why? Because when that spirit comes after us and those situations and circumstances comes after us, we won't allow the spirit of despair to get into the part where it gets into our heart. Now, the Bible in Proverbs uh, 4 and 23, it's just a little thing there that you always want to remember. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Mm -hmm. So we have to guard our hearts. Say, guard your heart. Guard, guard my heart. heart. You got to guard your heart because everything flows from your heart. And many of you in here understand what I'm talking about. You've been heartbroken and you've put your heart into something, someplace, somebody, something, some job, and you say, I, I got, my heart was broken. Well, my heart was broken because I did not guard my heart and the wrong forces got in there. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so uh, uh, we want to talk about that. And if you're not careful, despair will get into your heart. And when despair gets into your heart, you got trouble because it can lead you to some emotional things that are difficult to get out of. All right, and see, in this church here, we understand that we believe in spiritual things, right? And, but some things are emotional things, and uh, uh, you know, I believe in psychology. Some people need to go see a psychology, where the Bible says, seek ye wise counsel. So I'll just say counsel. Some people need to go into counsel. Well, some folk need them both. Yeah, you see, some folks need them both because they, that, that despair gets in there. See, a lot of times what, what wise counsel does for you is if you have a real good counselor, uh, a, a person will help you find out what the problem is. 
because then you know what the problem is, then you know what to do and where to go to get the help you need from the scriptures. Amen. All right, they'll help you from the physical, but you still need help from the spiritual because a lot of spiritual disorders will call physical disorders or mental disorders. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. So they, they, they kind of like twins. They go both ways, all right? And so don't get upset because some, some churches and some folks, they don't believe in uh, seeking wise counsel outside of the church. Well, I believe that God has blessed us with some tremendous counselors. And so we need to go to those and he'll lead us if we need to go to those folks uh, to, to get that. I mean, you know, I believe in healing, all right? But I go to the doctor. You understand what I'm saying? All right. And so, so we got to use our head and be led by the spirit. So despair is something that, that we have to be careful with. And that was 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and 9, where I said that we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair. All right, and, and so despair can, I wanna talk about that. Despair means lose hope or confidence, to lose heart. That's why the Bible says, guard your heart. Because if you get despair in there too deep, it'll cause you to lose confidence or to lose hope, all right? That's why we have to stay in the Word of God because our confidence comes from reading the scriptures. Does that make sense? Yeah. You see, and then it gives us instruction. The first thing is despair to, to, to lose hope or confidence or to lose heart. Well, we just got through reading the scripture, Proverbs uh, 4 and 23, above all else, guard what? Guard your heart. So if the Bible is telling you to guard your heart, it's telling you that something can come into your heart that don't need to be there. It wouldn't tell you to guard your heart if something wasn't coming in that shouldn't be there. Is that, does that make sense? So it's just like being on a good diet. Being on a good diet, there's certain things that you don't want to put in what? In your body, right? Amen. Y'all won't eat everything you want to eat, but there's certain things you shouldn't put in your body. Well, there, there's certain things that you shouldn't put in your allow get to get in your heart, right? So if, if listen, if God told me to guard my heart, He's telling that to me for a reason. He's telling that to me for a reason. He's telling me guard your heart. So why, guard my heart. What what should I read? Right? Who should I listen to? You understand what I'm saying? Have you ever, I'm talking about guarding your heart, have you ever just been feeling really good and, and driving in your car and then uh, hit the, I guess they have, I still call them radios now, because uh, y'all got new things or everything, and hit the radio and hear a song that took you back someplace that you didn't need to go? Right. Or see, watch, the, watch something you haven't any business watching, and you, you, you understand what I'm saying? There are certain things that I won't watch because I'm guarding my heart. There, there are certain things like, uh, uh, I didn't watch some of the racial movies that they have. I don't watch them because until I, I feel like I'm firm enough to listen to it. So I'm not going to put that into my heart. Does that make sense? Sometimes you have to turn the TV off because they got a bunch of craziness on there, right? And so you don't need it to guard your heart because the next thing you'll do is it can bring anger, right? It can bring things in. So he's saying guard your heart, all right? And so sometimes you all just got kids children and grandchildren, you need to tell them. To hunt, honey, or daughter, or son, you need to guard your heart. Then explain to them why God told me to guard your heart. Because then you can tell them what happened to you when you did not guard yours. Does that make sense? You see? So, so you know, and I know it's in this today's society, today's society, kids run, kids are raising the parents. And we need to get off that. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's time for us to raise the children. You know, and, yeah. you know, and that's long as long as they're under us. But see, so here's something that we want to deal with. I want to talk about that. The reason that Satan wants you to get into despair, and he wants that spirit to get into you because he wants you to have despair. He wants you to lose hope or confidence. Yes, he wants you to lose heart. He wants you to lose hope in the gospel. He wants you to lose uh, confidence in the gospel. Yeah, he does. He wants you to doubt the gospel. He wants you to doubt the very words of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, all right? Because he wants you to lose heart. He wants you to lose heart in the thinking God is not who said he said he would be. He wants you to lose heart in that the word of God is not what it's about. Because he knows if you lose heart, now stay with me, he knows if he can get the spirit of despair, because that's not, the spirit of despair is not coming from God, is it? The spirit of despair is coming from the wrong forces. So he, he wants you, see, despair will get you into what we call depression. Mm-hmm. Say depression. Depression. All right, and depression means low of spirit. Mm-hmm. You have, I've seen people that have all the qualifications to be incredible, but they, they were low in spirit. Their, their spirit, had, they were depressed. They got into that depress, that depressed, excuse me. Because, the, and that, that brought him into a lower spirit, and the next one is what? Gloominess. Gloominess, you know how that is. Mm-hmm. And sadness. Sadness. Have you ever seen somebody that had everything going, but they were low in spirit and they had sadness? We see it all the time. When we look at all these movie stars and we look at all athletes, we look at these people that have a lot of money and they commit suicide, they do all of these things, and we like, well, he had everything, she had everything. No, they did not. We got everything. Christians, we got everything, you see. They just got money, you see, and that's why we see that, you see, and, and, and it can leave you into brokenheartedness. That's why we, we say that we what? Guard your heart, because you can let some things in that'll break your heart. You see, sometimes when you, when you get depressed, it breaks your heart to the point that you just don't want to live anymore, and that's what happens to people. And then they become very miserable. Mm-hmm. They become grieved. That's right. They become lonely. And that's a trick of the devil. The devil wants you to come be lonely because he wants you to get by yourself. One of the biggest tricks of the devil is to get by yourself. Never get by yourself. You see, you can't be a Christian and be by yourself anyway. You, you can be a Christian and, and not want to do what? Make that call. Somebody will pray for you. You see, somebody will talk with you. And this is what, what he, I, I see it all the time in church. When church members, something goes wrong in church, they... They leave church, or they life, they leave the church. That's Satan's there. You see, you understand what I'm saying? And so what we're going to do this year, because we want to be better and stronger. And listen, the reason we're wanting to be better and stronger is because it's time for us now to be able to be able to minister to other people. It's time for us to be able to be, I laugh at it all the time. I ain't trying to be Sister Lynn walking in the store and talking to anybody. But... <laughs> I ain't trying to go that far, but it's time for me to, it may be, yeah, yeah, that's her, that's her spirit. But that's not my spirit, but the the Holy Spirit leads me to talk to one somebody in in the place. I need to be prepared to do that. Because somebody ought to be able to look at my life and see my life and see where I'm at. And they're down, they ought to be able to, see, people ought to look at you and see the power that you have within you that the Holy Spirit's given you to help them to get out of what they got to get out of. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. And so here we go. Lowest spirit, gloominess, sadness, brokenhearted, miserable, grieved, lonely. That is, a, that is 
where despair can take you to. It, 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 can, it can take you to the point where you lose hope or confidence or to lose heart. Everybody with me? Uh, that is of the devil. God ain't doing that. God ain't telling you to lose. The Holy Spirit ain't never telling you to lose hope. So we have to understand where that's from. Now, I am concerned. There are some people that I know that are friends of mine that I'm concerned for them. I'm not going to get in despair because they're not living and doing what I think they can do and showing their potential. I'm talking about in the church. No, I'm not losing hope because I'm trusting in the scripture. Because, see, I'm not going to let that spirit of despair get in. So I'm not going to lose hope for those people, okay? Right. Or myself. That's Did right. we learn something? Because, yeah. you know, we must know our weaknesses. We must know our strengths. We must know Satan's weaknesses. And we must know Satan's strength. Satan's weaknesses is the word of God. Yeah. Satan's strength is when we don't trust in the word of God and we lose hope in the word of God. That's right. You see, when that young lady was saying it, it was the blood. See, if you got that and you believe that, that's powerful. That's powerful. You see, but so Satan doesn't want you believing in the, in, in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ because he trembles at the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You are protected by the blood of Jesus Christ, right? And so he doesn't want us to hear those things. He only wants us to hear things that we can, we can doubt. The one thing that I like about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he was 100% human, 100% divine. I love that he could have he went through some things that I could possibly go through. And he went through those things to let us know that it's not always going to be rosy. See, a lot of people, they think when they go to church that their life is going to be goody, goody, goody. No, 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 no. The, the, the word of God helps us to go through. We just read that scripture. We just read that scripture where it says we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not despair. So there's going to be some times when we get hit. Period. Yeah, there's going to be some times uh, when that happens to us. You see, and we can have our hopes. You ever had your hopes up for somebody? And they didn't get what you thought they should be. You see? And then so you lost hope in that person. But that person, okay, went on someplace else and came very successful. You see? Because your plans wasn't God's plans. See? I got hope. And I got hope for everybody in this congregation. We're doing some great things. Last week, we had somebody that uh, got their doctor's degree, right? Amen. Some big things going on at Christ Temple North. Wait till the end of the service. I'm so excited about what's going on in this little church over here. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> now we're going to turn to Matthew 26, starting at verse 36 from now, King James. Remember, Jesus was saying 100% human and 100% divine. Right, because God had to show us how to live in the flesh. God had to show us how to live in the flesh. So he sent his only begotten son and wrapped him up in humanity. And Jesus walked around like we walked around, right? He got hungry like we got hungry, thirsty like we got thirsty, lonely like we got lonely. And then there's sometimes, listen to me very careful, sometimes he didn't want to go, you know, he said, God, I don't want to deal with this. Let's see what it says. That's right. All right, here we go. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane. I always call that the, uh, the place of, of choice, the struggle of life. We all have been in, in a garden of Gethsemane, huh? Right. Okay. And says unto the disciples, 
Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And, and here we go. Jesus is in a place where he had to go to the garden. He just left the dinner with his friends, but he knew he was going to have to go through something. And so he had to go to the casino, go to the garden. Mm -hmm. And he just had to, uh, he said, you all just wait here while I sit and go yonder and pray. Jesus prayed for himself. What makes us think we can make it without prayer for ourselves? Huh? What, what's, what's wrong with us? All right? He is showing us that even he hurt. Okay, here we go. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful. So wait a minute, that's an emotion. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, began to be sorrowful? Yes. 100% human, 100% divine. He's in the human here. His human part of him was begin to be sorrowful. Have you ever been sorrowful? So did Jesus. That's right. Okay, here we go. And it is an intense sorrow. Yeah, and, 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 and an intense sorrow. A very heavy, it's very heavy. Yes, an intense sorrow, very heavy. There have been times, I don't care who you are and where you've been, there's going to be some times when you go here. You're going to go here. You see, one of the things that people, I like to be a realist, okay? You see, there, one of these days, Sister Gwen and I, one of us is going to have to leave the other. And, and, you know, we saved, and the other person was going to heaven. We know that. But that, that's going to hurt. You see, that's going to, some of you buried parents. Some of us have buried parents, you see? And, and, and it's intense as sorrow, it hurts. Some of your children have failed to do what they needed to do. So, I mean, these things is going to happen to us. It happened to Jesus and he began to be sorrowful, but you got it, but it, you can't let it take you into what? To despair. Let's see how he worked his way out of it. Sometimes you gotta work your way out of it because it hurts. You know, sometimes Christians get too much and everything's all, no, sometimes it ain't all right. It hurts, there's no choice. You see, some of us in here that's had major surgery will tell you that. You see, it's kind of, we know, God, we're going to be okay. We know, but it, it, it ain't fun. I ain't never seen nobody jumping up and down talking about, oh, I'm going to have major surgery tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. You see, I was, I, I, went, I went through, you know, you see, guess what? I had a whole church praying for me. You see, and guess what I needed? Every one of them. Because see, it ain't, it, you see, and I'm not the only one that's gonna go through things. Some of you all know what I'm talking about. You've been through things. You see what I'm talking about here? And Jesus says it's a place where he is deeply sorrowful. And I love to understand that my, my savior, my master, my teacher was able to go through something so that he could understand when I go through something. And then he taught me how to go through that something. Okay, here we go. And as the voice says that he was feeling deeply distressed. Deeply distressed. Mm -hmm. that's, that's deep. He was deeply distressed. Mm -hmm. He felt deeply distressed. That's right. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Then he says unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful. He's talking about my soul is exceeding sorrowful. Let me tell you, if you ain't lived and ain't experienced this, you keep living because some things in life will hurt you and hit you in your soul. I was looking at those couples, this couple that was in the hospital uh, from this COVID and they were showing them on the world news and they had been together for forever. 
you see, and one of them passed away, and the other one, the pain was so much, they were like, they would have been married like 60, 70 years, the other one passed away right behind them. You see, I understood that. They'd been together all those times, and one couldn't stand it without, uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. See, love is something, but it, take, it can't take away the pain, all right? My soul is overwhelmed with grief even unto death. That's what Jesus talking about. So with grief even unto death. So I love reading this because when, when something comes up in my life or in your life and you get ready to get ready to get into despair, you can say, wait a minute, don't let me forget. Pastor said, don't forget now. Open your Bible and read what Jesus went through. Okay? And from the Passion, he says, my heart is overwhelmed and crushed with grief. And I'm trying to get you to understand. He says, my heart is overwhelmed and crushed with grief. It feels as though I am dying. Mm -hmm. Terry here and watch with me. Let me tell you something. Never forget this. Never get by yourself. Jesus had people, three people there with him. Don't get by, see, the worst thing to do is to say, I just need to get by myself. No, never get, when you're going through, that's the worst thing you can do is get by yourself. God has some people that can help you get through, you'll get through. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You need that. We need that. Okay? That's right. So he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. I love this part. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the only begotten Son of God, gets on his knees and prays to the Father, and he knew what the cup was. He said, Father, please, if some, is there another way? that I wouldn't have to drink this cup. You will get there. I don't want to go, this is Jesus. He didn't want to go through that. Because he, he was asking God, is there another way that I don't have to drink this cup? That's right. And nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. So despair can't beat that. Despair can't beat that. Despair can't beat that when you have in your spirit enough courage to say, no matter what, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. I don't want to drink this cup. It's not my will to drink this cup, but not my will, thy will be done. Okay? And in verse 40, he comes up unto the disciples and finds them asleep and says unto Peter, what, could ye not watch with me one hour? And that happens sometimes. But see, people don't know. They want to cut those guys. Those guys have been worrying. They, they had been stressed and frustrated because Jesus had told them what was going to happen. They were exhausted. They fell asleep. That's right. But they were there. Yes. Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak. How many times if someone be, somebody say amen to this and knows what I'm talking about. How many times have, has your spirit been willing, but your flesh was weak? Amen. amen. It happens. It happens. Yes, it does. Okay. So he went away again the second time and prayed, 
saying, O my Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. But he said, Father, if there's no other way, if there's no other way, thy will be done. Man, that's tough. But there is no other way, thy will be done. Okay? And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. They were tired. Yes. And he left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Sometimes, this is Jesus, people. Don't be embarrassed where you had to get on those knees. Because sometimes there ain't no place else to go but here. <laughs> sometimes there ain't no place else to go but here and say, I just guess I got to deal with this. Okay. Then he comes to his disciples and says unto them, sleep on now and take your rest. He comes when he got right to the point that he knew he was ready and through prayer, three times, through prayer, strengthened him, gave him enough to come to the point to understand the cup wasn't going anyplace, drank it. Sometimes we have to ask God, God, I don't want to go through this major surgery but your will be done. Yes. yes. You see, sometimes we have to ask God that, you know, I don't want to move from this place to that place, but your will be done. You see? And it took a little while. And I love him being human enough to have to struggle because sometimes you struggle with that. You see, the people who have never struggled in their life are people who have never lived enough life. Yeah. One of the best things that was said about y'all's pastor, for Brother Fred, there was some, uh, there was a young, uh, some of the younger people had left church just years ago, uh, uh, Sister Kim, and Fred said, uh, Pastor Johnny, he says, the reason that young people don't come there is because they ain't lived enough life yet. See, you a pastor for somebody that understands what life really is. He said, give them a few years when they've lived enough life and had to deal with real life and the issues of life, you see, and the honeymoon of life is over, and now you gotta grow up and be mature and deal with, huh? you know when the honeymoon's over, the kissing and the hugging's over, huh? and, right, and you gotta come home and deal with each other and go to work, have babies, children, and deal with that, say, oh, they'll come back. That me, because sometimes, we think we all that. Let me tell you something. On me, I was so excited to go to the doctor Thursday. Thursday, because remember I told y'all, I was going to take one pill instead of four and not take steroids. All right? They called me up and said, Mr. Fields, this is your new medication, this and that. You take four pills, you just don't want to take steroids. I had Gwen calling the doctors and everything else. Said, surely they got it wrong and there's going to be a miracle. Guess what? The doctor wrote it wrong. He was saying you only had to take it once, once a day, four pills, but no steroids. My spirit told me, Johnny, you're one of the healthiest people, feeling good, you ain't got on no kind of medication but these four pills. Take them pills for going with your life. <laughs> <laughs> You see, but see that that was a test in me 
to get, yes, to get despair. God, I'm so, do something because I got to take, there's some people who love to take four pills and be as healthy as I am. Right. Amen. Right? Because yeah, I don't take, I don't have any pain. You know, I'm not taking pills for pain. What it does is to keep my PSA down, right? So it's down and that's the pill they wanted to give me in the first place, but they couldn't give it me in the first place because it costs too much money. So you had to take this other one. You take it for four or five years. And after four or five years, they take you off that medication. And he says, you can take this for four or five years. You mean I got four or five years more? I'm good for four pills. I'm good. But see, you can get caught up. I could have went, crashed, could have crashed, could have crashed. Spirit told me, man, take them pills. And, and you can, wait a minute, and, you, and I don't have to take them on an empty stomach now. I can take them with food. Right. Because taking any kind of medication on an empty stomach ain't fun. You all know that. I can eat, and I don't have to take them. Uh, come on, y'all. You see? Satan didn't talk. He, I didn't even let him get in there before second. I said, wait a minute. There are people taking four pills to take pain away. You just taking four pills to. Keep going. Keep going. So after he told the disciples to take the rest. Take your rest. I'm ready to go. That's right. He says, behold, the hour is at hand and the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. He's getting ready to go do. He's getting ready for his crucifixion. Mm -hmm. He said the hour's come now. But he had to pray and pray until he got himself spiritually in spiritual condition to be able to deal with the very cup that God has given you can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's right. God will give you the strength to deal with anything in life that he puts upon you. Period. That's right. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that betray me. Yeah. Wow. So let me go meet him. Let me go meet him. I'm going to talk life, okay? I'm ready. What time we got to leave in the morning? Get this surgery. Y'all hear what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, God's, a, you ready? I done prayed about it. I'm comfortable with it. I'm gonna get, pray, get this thing over so I can go on with my life. Because everybody, somebody in here is gonna go through surgery. It ain't a death sentence. God will give you the strength to handle anything in life that you go through. Yeah, he will. Right? We done had uh, heart transplants in here. Brother Mike sitting back there. How long ago has that been? Just hot it out. Four years. Four years. He's sitting back there doing good. You know, we've had some other surgery. In here, Brother Steve, open heart surgery. Look at him. What are we doing? God is showing. We got people around us, and these people are just as happy. You know, but, uh, you know, Brother Mike's got a problem. He's a chief fan, but, you know, God, God helps him too. But, you know, here we go. Look at us. Look at us. Amen. There ain't nothing that God wants you to go through. And sometimes, and this is nasty, you don't want to hear it, but sometimes God puts us through something so we can help other people go through something. You see, my daughter's going through, she's got the chronic disease, one of, one of the most toughest ones you can have. Only 75,000 people have it in the world. And then she's a, one, what do you call it? Diabetic. Type one diabetic, got this thing in. You know, she, she's going all over the place and doing it. She says, 
I ever, and she's in pain almost all the time, but she's living her life like nothing's wrong. She said, and I, God has let me go through this because one of these days, one person is going to have this disease and I will be able to tell them how to live their life. That's how it works. Right? Jesus is telling us all. He's taught me this. So when you get ready, to, I'm not going to go into despair. I'm going to open up my Bible and I'm going to read Matthews 26. And I'm going to read that whole thing, how what Jesus done to prepare himself to go through something, even death. And it'll bring me out. And I'll be able to say, as Jesus said, let me go and take care of this so I can go on with my life. Come on, folks. Go ahead. Amen. Now we're going to turn to 2 Corinthians 1, starting at verse 6 from the NIV. I'm going to make it. They haven't get the cards yet. All right, we're good. If we are distressed, it is... I love this. If we are distressed. This is Paul talking. Yes. It is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. All right, so when, when I go through something and God comforts me, I'm able, through what he's done for me, I'm changing it, to be able to comfort somebody else. That's right. We're supposed to have, now he's talking something else different, I changed it on you all, so your Bible's different. I'm trying to get us to come to the point that we understand that we're here to comfort other people. It ain't about us no more. How many, everybody saved in here? We saved. And baptized with the Holy Spirit in here. So we're here to help other people. I can't imagine the two boys that got killed with Friday night or Saturday night coming from uh, some religious gathering. Yeah, killed by, in Kansas City, killed by a family member. How do you come? They don't need money. They need comfort. You see, things are happening all around us. The people ought to see us. Yes, some of us are going to suffer, but we endured our suffering to let people understand, even in the midst of our suffering, God came in and comforted us. And look at us now. Amen. Amen. You see? That's right. Okay. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. Just as you share in Pastor Fields' and there was some suffering, you share in his comfort. You're able to tell other people. Wait a minute, you know what happened to our pastor? He went through that. They had, a, and you all know the people in the church, you know, Brother Mike had this and he went through, that's comforting. Comforting. We need to learn to do that. Quit making it about us. God has put us here and we done went through these things to help other people get through their thing. To comfort them, all right? That's right. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure. And this is all Paul talking. Paul makes you nervous when he talks because he went through something. Yes. He said, we're under great pressure. He says, far beyond our abilities to endure so that we, what's that word again? Despaired. We despaired. Of life itself. Life itself. He said, he got there for a moment. You done had the great this is Paul. We didn't talk, Jesus went through his thing. Now we're talking about Paul going through his thing. And some of us done been through our thing. And some of you going to go through your thing. But we're here to help other people go through their thing. That's right. Amen to that. Amen. All right. That's right. Here we go. Then he says, indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. Wow. 
But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And so sometimes he takes some other people to go through things. I tell people the best thing that ever happened to me was go through my sicknesses and deal with it, deal with it, because it let me know who I wasn't. And, and when I found out who I wasn't, it let me find out who, I, who God was. Amen. See, we ought to be ready and fired up in here. Period. God is going to use your misfortunes. You've been through it. He's going to use your sufferings you got through to comfort somebody else. That's right. You see? That's right. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. <laughs> He's delivered me once. He'll do it again. That's right. He's my deliverer. Okay? And he says, on him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. He's going to continue the delivering. And Paul's saying, because of the prayers of the church. That's right. And lastly, in verse 11, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in the answer to the prayers of many. I'm so grateful for Christ Temple North members that's prayed for me. Brother Mike, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Brother Steve, you know what I'm talking about? We're so grateful for the members that have prayed for us. It gave us comfort. There are people who pray for me in this church that they think I don't know they pray for me because they ain't told me. I know you're praying for me. You ain't got to tell me. You see? And I'm grateful for that. It gives me comfort. Say amen to that. Amen. Big literature. Last week we had uh, somebody stand for a doctor's degree. That's good. Read for me. So we have Morgan, and sorry if I pronounce this wrong, Kizzy, who just got a doctor Seth. of physical therapy from Rockhurst. <laughs> Uh, I want to see some uh, men in here pretty soon. <laughs> All right, Brother DJ, what you, tell us what, what's going on with, in your ministry. That's what, that's what it's, the Isaacs is going to pray for us. That's what the church is about. Right. It's about, are we doing anything yes. to show God in us? God didn't put us here just to breathe air. We, we passed all that now. Amen. We his helpers. The Isaacs is going to pray for us. Good morning, Christ Temple. Good, good morning, sir. You are carrying the weight. And I mean, not your physical body. You are weighty in power, spiritual acumen, 
And when you pray, you avail much. All right. And your prayers do come to pass. Yes. Because it's happening right beside you, in your family, that these individuals need prayer. And when you pray, it's weighty. I mean, heaven hears your prayers. All right, all they right. They go forth with power. And guess what? God sends ministering angels because of your prayer. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And they minister to the ones that are in despair, which we spoke about today. Things happen in the spirit when you pray. There's a shift that takes place in people's lives. Come on. And when you see that happening, guess what? You will fall on your face. And praise God for that. Looks like every one of you in here is saved, but just in case anyone is not, we'll be here to minister to you. I'm going to close this up. Lord God, we just want to thank you and praise you, Lord God, for your God-given abilities, Lord God, that is within our spirit, man, sure. in our souls, Lord God. And when we speak, these words will go forth, Lord God, to minister, to heal, Lord God, to bring forth prosperous things, jobs, abilities in their lives in jesus name father we we give you all the praise honor and glory for these endeavors that they have in their hearts to come to pass in jesus name amen amen, amen.